1: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Linka with Letitia. I am so excited to be back with you all today. Happy February. January was a long year. <laughs> January was a long year. Like, why was January 565 days? If you're like me, you probably are feeling a sense of relief now that it is February. If you all have set New Year's resolutions and set New Year's goals and maybe it didn't go as planned in January. I know mine didn't. So, you know, I'm here with you. Um, start over. Start over. It's OK. You can always pick back up and start over. I did not hit my gym fitness goals for January. But you know what? I have been in the gym this past week and I feel wonderful. So focus on where you're going, not where you've been. All right. So what we are talking about today, we're talking about transformation, talking about the five eyes of transformation. That is what the focus is. 2020 is going to be such a phenomenal, impactful year for many of us. This is going to be a year of change. I really believe that this is going to be a year of transformation. So no matter where you are in your professional journey, whether you are starting a business wanting to take your side hustle into a full-time hustle, looking for a new career, new year, new career. Uh, maybe you are wanting to get promoted and move up, going after that big promotion this year. Or maybe you just started at a company, you are really just trying to get your footing and and you want to hit the ground running, do a great job. This, today's episode is for every single one of you. Um, transformation is something that is important for me this year because where I want to go is going to, in terms of my goals, my business goals, my personal goals, it's going to require a different version of me to get there. It's going to require a different level of discipline to get there. The motivation is there. Sometimes it's not, though, which is why discipline is so key. (laughs) Uh, And it's going to require a different level of focus. If you feel like this is you, I think think you will get a lot out of today's today's episode. This is actually going to be a two-part episode. Because there's so much meat and gems in here. I don't think I can get this in just in one episode. So, um, in terms of what I have going on, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, what you will, what you all will expect to see from me, at least over the next uh, couple of months early of this year is still doing a lot of speaking engagements, um, if you are going to be attending the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit in Vegas, I will be uh, leading a panel discussion and doing some on-site coaching. So um, that's in Vegas, March 5th or the 9th, I think. Uh, wonderful, wonderful conference. I love going every—well, this is my second year going, but um, I love that conference and hope to see you there. So I'm still continue, continuing to do a lot of speaking, speaking. Um, pull, you know, I want to pull up in your city. So if you, if your organization, uh, needs a speaker, maybe leading an ERG, uh, discussion, roundtable, keynoting, workshop on anything, career development, you know how to find me. My email is hello at letitia Hit me up. Um, so speaking at black enterprise, women, women of power Summit, I'll be in New Orleans uh, in a couple of weeks speaking, uh, will be, I'm doing a workshop with the uh, Charlotte Chamber of Commerce with their Young Professionals Auxiliary Board. And outside of, you know, I'm probably leaving a couple of things out in terms of speaking. I was speaking at a Women's Tech Conference here in Charlotte called Florex. But outside of speaking, I am going to be, oh man, I can't tell you guys too much just yet. Just know that one of my goals this year is to build an online shop where I will be selling a ton of digital products that will help you in your career. So uh, you will see resume templates, interview guides, um, courses. I just did a LinkedIn course last week um, that will be on my site live up and running over the next week or two. So stay tuned for that. Um, let me know what you all want to hear from me. I'm planning on doing another digital course or masterclass on, I believe, interviewing. So more to come from that. I want to make sure that the information that I am providing, the value I'm providing to everyone is easily accessible. So you can pick it up whenever you need it or whatever period of your, of your career you're in. Um, you know, I want to be able to meet your needs and, and meet you where you are and provide that insight and, and value So let's go ahead and hop into it uh, for today's a lot of things to cover. Um, I'm going to be getting really personal about my journey and what I've been through to focus on this thing called, you know, a complete transformation over the past five years. I have been on a quest to just change my lifestyle, change who I am, and it is definitely, um, you know birthday new person. I have grown so much since starting my business, uh, since, you know, progressing throughout my career, being in different spaces that uh, I wanted to share a little bit about this. I actually did a keynote at UNC Chapel Hill for a women's empowerment brunch with uh, about 120 undergraduate and graduate students and faculty. And um, in this keynote, this is when I really shared the Five Eyes of Transformation. When we think about women's empowerment, sometimes it can be like we think, oh, we get cute, we get dressed up and we just sit around and talk about how great the world is and we sing kumbaya and we tell everyone to just, you know, do their best and you'll be okay, right? So when I was asked to, to do this uh, women's empowerment keynote, now y'all know me by now, uh, I'm gonna be really, really real, <laughs> Like, I am not going to sit up here and say, you are going to be great and you just keep on going. Like, nah, bruh. You know, that's not that's not me. So I wanted to um, kind of break it down in a way where this framework can essentially be followed by anyone. If they're looking to not only feel empowered, but they're looking to make a transformation. Um, so going into it, this, like I said, today's part one, next time will be part two. So please listen to both. First thing I want to say when it comes to women's empowerment is that women's, well, I don't even want to say women's empowerment because I know we have some male listeners out there. Shout out to y'all. But empowerment in general, anytime where I've really had to feel empowered or where I have felt empowered, I have been scared out of my mind why is an emotion that is supposed to feel so powerful also be extremely scary at the same time for example the most empowering moments that I have experienced have stemmed from me doing something completely out of my comfort zone breaking up with the boyfriend leaving a job <laughs> uh, letting go of a toxic uh, family member right Things that were supposed to be the most empowering has stemmed from me doing something completely out of my comfort zone, knowing that not only was it necessary, but it was a requirement in order to get me to my greater self. So I personally think that empowerment is just a lot more than feeling empowered. It's really about pushing past the fear of failure The fear of rejection, the fear of starting over, not only is that empowering, but frightening and yet freeing at the same time. So if we can be really real about empowerment, empowerment is not just waking up and feeling great about what you're doing. It's about pushing through the fear of the unknown. That's how you get to that point of feeling empowered. So I want you all, all of my listeners, to just think about a moment in your life When you had to push past the fear, uh, you had to push outside of your comfort zone and you felt, although maybe really scared kind of going into it, you ended up feeling completely empowered after doing so. So just take a few seconds and think about that. When was the last time I had pushed past my fear? Was it negotiating salary for a job? Was it actually applying for a job (laughs) and not being sure if, you know, you would hear back? Was it interviewing for a job on a personal front? Finally joining a gym, but actually like showing up to the gym (laughs) and showing up consistently um, or hiring a personal trainer. I mean, there's so many different ways where we all can feel empowered. But again, it takes us making a choice to do something um, maybe that we're not as familiar with. So my most empowering moment and again, this is really when I begin this journey of transformation. Again, transformation isn't overnight. It's going to take years, years, and years. So my most empowering moment took place when I turned 25. I was going through what some may call a quarter-life crisis. And yes, this is a real thing. <laughs> Career Publications *Amuse* calls it an intense, a period of intense soul searching and stress occurring in your mid-20s to early 30s typically because you're feeling you're not achieving your you uh you're not achieving your full potential or you are falling behind that's the definition of a quarter life crisis and according to the guardian the quarter life crisis affects 86 percent of millennials who report being bogged down by insecurities disappointments loneliness and depression that is what they have said about the quarter life crisis so like i said it is a real thing anyways I hit my quarter life crisis and made a decision to embrace this new found journey of transformation when I realized that I just wasn't happy in my job. I wasn't fulfilled in my career. And yeah, I may have been getting paid. I was able to take trips with my girlfriends. I was able to pay my bills, you know, but I just was going through the motions of life. And I came to this realization that I wanted no more. And that's when I started to completely transform. So just for some context, I was 25 years old. I was working a boring corporate job. I was in a dead-end relationship. Um, You know, my boyfriend was kind of schmoozing off of me. I worked and paid the bills and he did not work. Yeah, ladies, I trust me, I've been there, been there, done that. Um, (laughs) I won't go into too much detail, but I was very unhappy in all facets. But the crazy thing was that I was told, if you do all of these things, you'll be successful. You'll be happy. Go to school. Get the degree. Get your corporate job. Get a good man, right? So I went even further. I got a master's degree. And I was working at one of the largest professional services firms in the world. I had bought a brand new car off the line. I lived in a really cool lot, And from the outside in, it seemed like everything was great. Like I would see people and they would say the usual, oh, girl, you're killing it. You're doing your thing. I see you out here. Y'all y'all know how we gas each other up. Or people would say, this is my favorite one. I see you out here living the life, right? (laughs) And I would just smile awkwardly and brush off their compliments, knowing that although their intention was to be thoughtful, they did not know that there was a mask on my face. And I was hiding behind a mask that portrayed a strong, ambitious, focused young woman. But on the inside, I was actually confused, burnt out and unfulfilled, wondering if all of her work was in vain. Have you all ever been hiding behind a mask for so long that it's like you put on this front that everything is going well on the outside, but you know that it's not? And then you also can feel guilty, maybe, about that feeling of unsatisfaction or unfulfillment. You can feel guilty about it. Like, how dare? And this is how I felt. Like, how dare I, you know, be unfulfilled or unhappy when I have this wonderful job, you know? I'm getting a paycheck, right? And um, so I was wearing this mask. I was wearing this mask. And I, when people say, like, oh, you're living the life and everything's going well, you know, you just... Smile, brush it off. Um, I know I'm not the only one that's, that's, that's been there. Uh, but like I said, from the outside looking in, it all looked amazing. But from the inside looking out, man, I was hiding. I was hiding. So there's this book that I read um, called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living by Jensen Sincero. I love, 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 love that book. So when I decided to make the decision to start transforming my life, Um, This book was something that truly, truly helped me. And so in the book, she says that, you know, people don't deem themselves as creative. I used to be that person. Like I have friends that are painters and writers and musicians, interior designers, and they seem to be super creative. And I would always tell them like, y'all, I am not a creative person. And they said, no, you are creative. What are you talking about? You create things for your business. You create ideas and strategies. Like you are a creative. And so this, uh, in this book, she says, the people that say they're not a creative person, everyone is creative. If you are alive, you're creating. You are an artist and masterpiece is your life. Your world is a canvas Your ideas are the sketches. Your thoughts, words, and attitudes are the paint. Your actions are the strokes. And if you don't like how your painting is turning out, you can evaluate your painting style or the tools you're using to figure out what needs to be changed in order to master and switch up your approach. So that being said, y'all, we are all creating our own reality. We are all creating our own future. And so from me of feeling that I could not go on anymore and I had to make some tough and hard decisions, plus the desire of really wanting to tap into my most foolish, truest, and highest self, this is when I started to make some changes. And I started to think about what will not happen if I stay here. Not what will happen, but what will not happen. And then oftentimes we realize that we have so much more to gain than we have to lose. So since 25, um, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know my journey. Um, I've changed careers completely, launched a business, um, career consulting. We've served almost 1,000 professionals domestically and all over the world. Last year was a phenomenal year for me. I made $150 in um, revenue, projected on to earn a quarter million this year. And since being committed to this journey of transformation, um, it's really brought me on some stages that I honestly would have never imagined. Like being featured in Forbes, like Enterprise, Vogue Business, Magazine, um, being able to speak with you all here. I live in corporate, I'm on NBC Charlotte once a month, giving career tips and um I have helped a lot of people find um, their own way in their journeys and professional lives. But the most important thing for me is now five years in, I have found my peace, I have found my purpose, and I have found my stride. So I want to go ahead and start breaking down the eyes. I think I said five eyes earlier. My bad. It's actually six eyes. <laughs> six eyes. So um, the first one, the first one is um, intention. Set a mental image of what you want to be. Uh, Before I kind of go into intention a little bit more, have you all heard of something called chronophobia? This is actually a real thing. And that is the fear of the future. That is the fear of the future. There is this, I'm on Twitter a lot, um, as you guys probably know by now. And so someone had tweeted something and said, whenever I worry about the future, I remember that I make it myself. Whenever I worry about the future, I remember that I make it myself. I thought that was so profound. Um, just remember, yo, like we create our own futures. You do not need to have chronophobia, the fear of the future. Not when you are responsible for creating it. And you don't have to accept the life that's been given to you. So to make a transformation, the first eye is intention. Setting a mental image of what you want to be. There is this quote that I've heard. I don't know who said, I wish I could credit that person, but they said, visualize your highest self and then start showing up as her or him. So when I decided to embark on this journey of entrepreneurship, my goal at the age of 25 was to become the best, uh, the most well-known go-to person in my industry as a career coach. I wanted to be that person for all things career and professional development related. Again, my business started as a hobby, y'all. I didn't know this is what I would be doing. I did not know that this is what I would be doing. My business started as a hobby. It started as me helping those around me. And then I said, oh, more and more people want help with their resumes. I can make money from this. So I set the intention to become a business owner and not just a person running a business, but an authority in this field. And so when I set that intention, I actually had to show up as that person that I wanted to be. That took me researching, reading up on anything career development related. I have so many books on career growth, um, on navigating corporate America. I started to brand myself as a speaker in this area. So it's all about intentionality. No one gave me permission to start this business, no one gave me permission to call myself a, you know, career coach. Now keep in mind, I do have certifications. I'm a certified career coach, certified life coach. So I'm not just out here calling myself a coach just because, <laughs> uh, but understand that intentionality is important. We only have one life to live. And, um, this actually will, when it comes to being intentional, yes, yeah, set that mental, uh, future, you know, image of yourself, but it's also going to take some vulnerability. You know, uh, and that means knowing where you want to be, but knowing where you are not. Knowing where you are not. Uh, and being really honest with yourself about it, about what it will take for you to get there. So that's the first I is intentionality. The second I is initiative. So once you've set that intention, that second eye is initiative. This is when you really need to start taking ownership of your career. I realized that in order to completely take the power back and get in control of my life, I had to take some initiative. And Fast Company, uh, there's an article in Fast Company that talks about how to feel less anxious about the future. One, it's saying to be open to uncertainty. So once you take that initiative, you have to be committed to the journey, not necessarily the destination and be okay with you know the journey knowing that the result may not go exactly as planned but you have to be committed to the journey. When I said initiative and an initiative or a new thing, for instance, starting to launch these master classes. My first 3 were completely free. My last one I ended up charging for it because I was giving out so much value. And I had to be okay with having one person pay, two people pay, or, you know, five people. But I was committed to the journey, not necessarily the result. Um, so take initiative. Be open to uncertainty. The other thing is to let yourself imagine the best. Don't go into it having these self-limiting th- uh, thoughts and beliefs because we can be our own biggest enemies. Oftentimes during my coaching sessions, my clients, I I will tell them when they sound really discouraged or when they feel like giving up, I will tell them that you are speaking and operating from a place of defeat. And that's not what winners do. So if you want to see a real transformation here, you have to let yourself imagine the best. So the first I, intention, setting that intention. Second I is initiative, actually starting to execute Starting to plan out that journey and again be committed to it. Um, the third eye is investment. So there's two kind of eyes for this, but the third is investment and improvement. Those are my two eyes for this. Um, It was hard for me to choose between one or the other. And I said, oh, we actually need to, we need to invest in our improvement. (laughs) So it kind of goes hand in hand. So investment and improvement. Sometimes we may be really, really, really good at setting goals and setting that intention and taking initiative, but then not staying committed. For those that may set New Year's resolutions, um, you know, it's now February 7th. So we're about, what, 38 days into the new year. Uh, Studies have shown that 90% of resolutions fail. Okay. Um, So as you all have been setting your goals, you're thinking about that future image of yourself, who and where you want to be by the end of this year. You're ready to take some action. You have to make sure that you are investing and improving Every single day. Consciousness needs to change before your behavior can. Understand that. So your thoughts fuel your actions. Your actions become habits. Your habits become a lifestyle. Those uh, things and goals that you want to achieve will be shown and proven through your everyday intentions, your everyday actions. But it first starts with the mindset. Mindset. Are you scared of living up to the standard, like really living up to the standard that she set for yourself? Because sometimes success is scary. For me, I come from a a household where we didn't have a lot growing up. And so honestly, when I hit my first six figures in business, I was like, oh, shh, I cannot. What am I supposed to do? Oh, my gosh. You know, (laughs) and now it's kind of like, okay, six figures, not a big, big deal. I mean, it is. But like, I got a lot of people I pay other things I want to invest, you know, use to invest that money back into my business. Like now I'm trying to make even more. Um, anyways, though, sometimes success can be scary. The more intention, att- attention and eyes on you, more people are looking up to you, more family members maybe asking you for money, right? So it's important to make sure that you are best investing in improvement. And I mean personal improvement. That book that I mentioned, written by Jen Sincerer, she talks about going into the spiritual gym. So she talks about studying self-help books, defeating self-defeat, meditating, listening to powerful podcasts or interviews or motivational speeches, uh, journaling, making gratitude lists, exercising, listening to music that makes your soul feel good. You know, I love Lizzo. I love Solange. And I'm not going to lie. I love Nick The Stallion. And her music makes me feel empowered. (laughs) Even when I'm in the gym, like that's basically what I listen to. Um, Writing your goals down. Reading affirmations and saying affirmations and affirming yourself. You have to make self-improvement a lifestyle. A lifestyle of daily improvement. So... Be committed to getting better each day. Taking on each June day as an opportunity. But most importantly, I want you all to, as you set your intentions, you think about taking that initiative. And now you're investing into this daily improvement. Take your goals and break them down into actions. And these actions should turn into habits. You can set goals all day. You can set a goal of wanting to lose weight. But if that's not tied to any actions... And not just go to the gym and eat healthy, but where is your meal plan? What days are you going to the gym? How much time are you spending in the gym? What is your workout that you're doing? How are you able to make it easy in your life for you to do these things? I keep my gym clothes hanging up right by my mirror that's, you know, on my way out of the bedroom. So I'm reminded every time or every morning, girl, put them gym clothes on and go to the gym. So uh, I'm going to stop there for part one. So um, I will pick back up in part two. I hope that this is helpful, man. This is the six eyes of transformation. We're trying to transform all 2020. So stay tuned for part two. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown.